Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. It's a Thursday afternoon here on the podcast. We're down to two short days left in 2021 here on Mining Stock Daily. And we continue to wrap up the year. Our second to last conversation, welcoming back in the Oracle of Spain himself, <laughs> Mr. Adrian Godes. Adrian, Feliz Navidad, como estas, my friend? <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much for <laughs> thank you very much for your invitation, uh, Trevor. Uh, how are you? How how are things in Spain? Well, everything it's well, it's 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 not fine. Everybody is really worried about the the COVID situation. I don't know why, but Spanish people are the most worried about COVID in in Europe. I don't know why, but it's that's it. And uh, it's a cold winter. Electricity prices are mooning, uh, so well. I think this will be a long winter. <laughs> let, let, so let's talk about that. One of the things I did want to ask you about is is energy prices mm-hmm. on the back of rising natural gas. Obviously, we're seeing incredible rises in natural mm-hmm. gas in Europe right now. I don't necessarily think it's quite hit the U.S. yet. Yeah, it's been unseasonably warm here, actually. Yep. Uh, you know, give us some thoughts here on <laughs> on energy prices, natural gas, and really where they're at now, and what do you expect them to be at here through the winter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the natural gas markets are very regional. So in the United States, you have a really warm winter for now, but in North Asia, Japan, South Korea, China, they they have a cold winter too. In Europe, we have a cold winter too. Uh, we have many issues in Europe because uh, la- this week, uh, a German German politician basically blocked the Nord Stream two pipeline from Russia. So after after that news, uh, natural gas index in Europe uh, basically skyrocketed. Electricity prices uh, too. The situation is, I think, this winter will be pretty bad because in Europe we we are dependent from renewables in the south. No more gas from Russia. No coal because we closed power plants. So I think this will be a a really quick energetic crisis in Europe. I I don't think uh, in US you will have any problem but in europe and asia yeah we have i like a i don't know where's the top because in natural gas with a cold winter with really low inventory levels sky is the limit in the gas prices you're seeing low inventory levels right now in europe yeah we have a really low inventory levels not in spain because we have a different uh, system we have gas from argelia so we are more independent from central europe mm. but in central europe yeah we they have a problem around this the five-year average is like 80 per 85 percent and now it's like uh, 73 something like that so it's it's, it's mm. low really low from the average Really problematic. Um, I like, uh, as you know, I really like uh, oil, crude oil. It's yeah. a commodity I really like. We have, uh, we had many years with underinvestments. 
no exploration, just a, a number. In one year, with demand around uh, 100 million barrels per day demand, in one year, we consume around five years in discoveries. Hmm. So, situation. I, I really like the supply picture in the oil. Demand is basically recovered from pre-COVID numbers. It's amazing. Um, and one commodity really started to follow and learn this year, and I really like it, it's coal. Coal is... Uh, there are thermal markets and metallurgical markets, and I really like them because it's coal. It's basically the anti-ASG, basically the dirtiest, dirtiest commodity in the world. Nobody wants to build a new mine. So I really like it. It's, it's dirty. So I want to I want to break down those two specific things, oil and coal, with you. But before we get there, let's talk about a general theme. You you mentioned specifically in oil, and because nobody wants to build a new coal mine, there's a quite a lack of resources being put towards exploration development in these sectors. We had been saying the same thing in the metal space, specifically copper. So a lot of the base metals, you know. Putting, you know, spending money for new exploration to find new deposits to feed the demand. Now, here we are, it seems like, in a real crux type of spot where we don't have enough supply. We know where demand is going to go, whether you're on the ESG or green trend or not. That's the demand for those metals are continue to rise. Mm-hmm. But it's a very similar situation, it seems like we have here. From one, we have been preaching on the metal side to what's actually been happening in the uh, fossil fuel side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. You know, uh, this kind of situation, you say, we have been saying we don't have enough supply for many years. Um, we have supply until then, until one year, we don't. And basically, uh, prices skyrocket, and that's what's happening. For example, in the in the tin, the tin market, really small, no supply. Everybody has been saying that for quite some time, and then, pew, explodes, explosion, mm-hmm. massive explosion. I really like it. My favorite thing is my favorite commodity by far. I think it's the supply more fuck up of all. It's really crazy. You, I really, I literally look at all team mines in the world, more or less, all the new team projects or all the new supply, and it's really amazing situation in, on team. But I'm not, I'm not a special. Uh, many people talk about that. Mark Thompson and the Speculator on Twitter. There are many, many guys talking about that. I really like it. And one thing, uh, one th- maybe maybe you want to talk about the w- where we are in the commodity cycle. Um, yeah, I, 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 want, I, I want to I want to recommend a book called uh, Capital Returns by uh, mm. by Marathon Asset Management. I think it's one of the best things you can read on cyclical industries. And if you read about what to look. Well, I see margins and returns on capital of companies in the historical average. No crazy MA, a part of lithium, 
<laughs> that's another that's crazy uh, bubble valuations only in some specific market and specific companies like uranium some things like iron ore are back to normal around 100 100 dollars per ton so i like to i like to say that we are neither at the peak nor the bottom something in between depending on the specific metal um, for for the for the next year, I think basically there are two themes. How ag how aggressive will be the central banks and the true state of the Chinese economy on Copa mm. on Copa zinc uh, iron ore basically is China. China is more than half of the demand. So at the moment, everything has become to a standstill. Because of the energy controls, the Winter Olympic Games, that, that's very important and nobody talk about that. Uh, this winter, there are Olympic Games in Beijing. And like in 2008, heavy industry is shut down in the north of China because of the blue sky policy. So I have many doubts about the next year, but I'm really curious about the future. Well, I, 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 doubt, doubts about doubts about what? You know, let, me, let me, sorry to interrupt, but doubts about what? Curious about what? Yeah, no, curious about the, what's, what's the real state of the Chinese economy? Right. Because I, I, I have had the same, I mean, you've listened to the podcast, I have had the same concerns. And I actually think if, if a slowdown in China is real, we're going to find out here pretty dang soon, probably Q, I've, maybe Q1. Hmm. of this upcoming year and that really had repercussions for the entire commodities complex mm -hmm. but i think it might be short-lived mm -hmm. yeah i i agree we now with the indicators in this moment i think uh, they are not true because uh, as i said energy controls uh, wind cold winter olympic games so the picture now for, of a Chinese economy, I think, is not real, and we won't see the real picture until until the end of the Olympic Games, until uh, a new ramp up of steel production. That will be very interesting to to follow, and then we can really know what's the real status, and that's very important for some commodities like uh, steel or copper. That's some of the most impacted uh, commodities in the for, from the Chinese economy situation. Others like nickel or tin, it's it's most they are most about battery stories. So not not so impacted from Chinese economy, mm -hmm. but as I yeah I agree uh, it will be there are many concerns about China and we we will know next year. I uh, you also mentioned you also mentioned the aggression. You're watching to see how aggressive central mm. banks are. This is an interesting topic. Uh, Lagarde was on this morning. Well, I guess afternoon your time. Uh, they're yeah. not planning any rate hikes next year. We'll see how the market the market maybe feels different. Uh, Jerome Powell was on yesterday, uh, getting a little bit more aggressive with the mm -hmm. taper. But really, it's it's really not much. They're just doubling their bond. You know their purchases. Uh, you know, they're just making that happen quicker than usual. But like, what 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 do you mean by like how aggressive? Aggressive into the taper, into 
raising rates or just aggressive in the keeping the money easy? Uh, rising rates, basically. Because you can say, okay, we're going to rise three times, uh, three hikes next year. Okay, but uh, interest rates are at zero. So maybe three hikes, what's that? 0.7%, right? So uh, that's not real impact. So after yesterday call, uh, market say, okay, things things are not going so bad. And everything, everything rise after Powell comments, SP, SP equity index, gold, metals, everything rise after the comments because basically Powell say, okay, we're gonna take some control of the economy of, on the inflation, but um, it's no, no, not so hawkish as many was worried. So market, market markets really like it, what Powell said. And me too. I think uh, they, they don't gonna be too aggressive because Biden want to print and make a lot of mm. stimulus package. Actually, next year are uh, midterms. Don't, don't forget that. Midterms in US elections. And that could be a key time because the uh, Senate could turn to be a Republican again. So it's a really, really interesting. I think next year will be really, really interesting with many, many big things to watch. China, Biden, uh, Powell, very, very, very interesting thing. You haven't even mentioned uh, Russia. Russia? In Taiwan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Taiwan, Ukraine and Russia, uh, many, many sites, many, many, many things happening around the world. It will be very interesting. There's a lot of like, geo, there's a lot of geopolitical, you know, events happening, you know, yeah. besides themselves <laughs> recently. And, you know, I, I just uh, read an article that, Russia and China have actually developed their own, I don't know, it's kind of financial system to make things easier for themselves to do hmm. business together. Interesting. Which I haven't really, I just saw the headline and read a quick article, which I thought was quite fascinating. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, so let's talk about next year. A little bit of a forecast. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are calling like maybe the this move in the general equities and the big stock markets have run their course, mm -hmm. and could use a correction. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you think this is? Do you think twenty twenty two is actually that year where maybe it's a stiff correction? I don't want to say mm -hmm. a crash, but you know we start forming a bear market. Well, uh, my thoughts very are very are easy. Uh, if everyone is beer, I'm bullish. If everyone is bullish, I'm beer. So everyone is concerned. So I will say we will have a great year in the general markets. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, that is a contrarian thing to say, actually. 
everybody, everybody's concerned, every, everybody's worried. So maybe we, maybe we have a small correction early next year, but it's like in in 2018, everybody was really worried with the really everything going down around December. Mm -hmm. Do you remember a few years ago? Everybody was really worried. But 2018 was awesome year and every, absolutely any asset go up. So I think uh, 22 will be better than many, many expect. Let's uh, move to gold. Everybody wants to know what gold's going to do. A lot of people that listen to this show. Um, what what you really want to, is that me to say, this is the bottom. <laughs> be you know, because you've you've been pretty good in being the general vicinity of calling tops and bottoms. <laughs> now, do you want to say this is the bottom? I I I, I don't think there there is any reason to be bearish on gold. Inflation is going higher. Central banks gonna rise interest rates, but it's lower pace. So real yields will be negative. So I think that's good for gold. Maybe we don't see gold at 3000, but I, I like it. I like gold. I think it will be stable around 1800 I think it will be that will be the base so when, when, when gold start to collapse call me and I will say this is the bottom <laughs> okay. but, but not yet how not yet no okay how about the gold equities I mean hmm. Adrian this is this this tax loss season yeah. has just been brutal brutal yeah. uh, however today as we are recording and gold's up Actually, around $1,800 again. A lot of the equities, including the juniors, are up pretty big after just tumultuous couple of weeks of selling. Hmm. Uh, you know, tax loss season is not over. Hmm. You know, there's, it, but uh, this move in the metals is obviously pulling up some of these equities or vice versa. But is this a little bit of a positive sign here, what hmm. you're seeing? If you can just like nail down today. Uh, I think after Powell comments, markets will be more stable from mm. what last this this few weeks. So I, I think tax loss season is mostly done. Maybe more so next week, but I think it's mostly done. I think the worst is already has already happened. In but yeah, gold companies had really bad sentiment despite several m a deals really awesome like a uh, great beer but by the way congrats doug I, I i know you will be listening to this and i hope you deploy all the cash juniors to become a new eric sprout <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of that cash I, has got to go somewhere I, I, a lot of people made a lot of money on great bear it's got to go somewhere right yeah and i think Dag made a lot of money here <laughs> sure did. It sure um, did. Well, and think about it. If you're if you were a fund, and you made a bunch of money, like your, yeah. you know, your guidelines say like you've got to redeploy it, or yeah. else basically you're going to be paying dividends, right? Yeah. So, same situation as in in Pritium. Pritium price was like uh, two billions, 
so a, a lot of cash to deploy in the sector again. I think that's that's really great for the sector. But yeah, I, the sentiment in the junior mining, not not gold in general, in junior mining, yeah. it's really negative. I think it's one of the most negative sentiments I have seen last three years. Some examples: District Metals didn't manage to fill a financing. They they wanted to raise more money than they could. Adriatic Metals is trading at 20% discount to the equity rise price. 20%. And they have the money to build the mine. So 20% discount, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a silly price. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, really bad sentiment in the sector. I, well, I think it, this, this December will be a great opportunity to buy the dip. What other deals are you seeing? Like, you know, if there's if there's a couple of companies out there that you think are incredibly undervalued after all this, you know, what what have you been picking away at? Mm, more companies apart. Well, I think as I say, Adriatic Metals, for me, no sense the discount right now. And for for this year, amazing one deal I'm looking at is a uh, Orison Guardians. Orison will will finish the the construction phase around this summer. And there are some uh, some warrants in the market, so mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking at that deal that could be really interesting. And well, uh, Alpha Moon, obviously, uh, there there is a small natural gas producer in in Netherlands called uh, Kistos. Mm. It's a British company, but the assets are in Netherlands. Really amazing story, Kistos. Uh, Last company of the founder, Andrew Austin, last company was Rock Cruise Energy. That company was a 42 bagger wow. in four years. Wow. One of the best uh, stocks in UK market uh, this decade. Absolutely crazy returns. Andrew Austin is one of the best CEOs in the oil sector. And now he moved to natural gas. Really interesting company. Uh, well, you know, one of my favorite stocks. I lost a lot of money there, but I, I love it. And we have to talk about Angle. Mm -hmm. Amazing value there. Only 10 million, 10 million bucks uh, market, market cap with two deposits already, money to drill Nevada. I think Iron Boot will be a, a really, not, not massive, but you have a really des decent deposit with over 1 million ounces there, yeah. with just, they, ha they had bad luck, maybe too much money spent in Chile, but I'm really bullish. I'm really bullish on Angle, and I think you 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 have you had a dinner with Adrian too. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Him and I had a we had a dinner together, and then the next day had a very candid interview for the podcast uh, from London. I don't know if you got to listen to this. So you know, Ann Gold. I'm a shareholder of Ann Gold. I'm down big time. Uh, I have not bought in the dip. I'm just kind of waiting to see how tax law selling plays out, but. It is looking quite interesting. I did not participate in the private placement. Um, I did. But obviously still a shareholder. 
You did. I did. I mean, it is, it is, I, I, you know, after having dinner with Adrian and then being able to have him continue to be as candid from dinner to the microphone, uh, I have a lot of respect. Listen, junior mining is a tough business, you know, and what it takes money to make money here and you can't control the markets. You can manage, you can manage equity, but you can't, uh, you can't control the market. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And another interesting company, just uh, one last pick. Nobody speak about them in a, because it's an Australian company called uh, Kingsrose. Kingsrose Mining is the new company of uh, Fabian Baker, the the Tethian CEO. Now he's CEO on Kingsrose. They did an amazing acquisition in Finland. They are they are looking for a massive, larger intrusive with PGMs, nickel and copper. We are talking about more than 20 kilometers strike of deposit. Wow. It's trust me, it's fuck, it's a fucking monster. There is a there is an there is an academic paper telling that, saying that it's one of the most mineralized mineralized larger intrusive in the world really interesting peak in Aust in australia so that's it yeah adrian i really appreciate your time it's good to chat with you once again my friend oh you know i'm really it's always an honor for me to be in your podcast so re uh, well we, really we do you. it more often yeah 2022 we'll do it more often you yeah know, sure I think we've only done it a handful of times this year but uh hopefully we can make it uh, more, uh, more of a thing. Sure. It's coming here. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the Oracle of Spain, <laughs> Mr. Adrian Godes. Uh, tell us where the people who maybe are unfamiliar with you can find you, Adrian. Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter. Just uh, look for the Godas. And, uh, <laughs> and my email, uh, adriangodasresearch.com. All right. Adrian, have yourself a great holiday season. Merry Christmas, Trevor. Merry Christmas. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning with Doug Silver, uh, now retired from Orion Mind Finance. Big interview, everybody. And then, uh, obviously, we'll kick in the holiday tradition uh, that we always air during the holidays, the last episode of the year. So looking forward to airing that. Uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, everybody. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.